Welcome to the How to Code Well podcast, a show all about web development and programming. My name is Peter Fisher. I am a freelance web and mobile applications developer. Hello, coders, and welcome to another How to Code Well podcast. Now, have you ever wondered what it's like being a software development manager at Amazon? Well, today I'm joined by Jack Woodcock, who is a software development manager at Amazon. Hi, Jack. How's it going? Have you had a good week? It's going well. I've had a good week, yes. Thank you for asking. Excellent, excellent. And you are currently at Amazon at the moment. I am. I'm in the offices here. Wonderful. Wonderful. Now, before we get into what it's like working at Amazon, let's take a step back and discuss your backstory. What did you do before being a software development manager at Amazon? So my backstory is pretty uh, diverse in a number of things. I actually went to a trade school and got a degree in graphic design. So I barely made it through two years of classes before I had enough and I needed to get out in the real world. In fact, I got my first web design job um, prior to graduating. Um, And so started off in web design, um, was learning macromedia suite of tools. uh, Ah, So that can date me a little bit, right? (laughs) That's the Dreamweaver Firefox type stuff, right? Uh, yeah, Dreamweaver, Flash, Flash, yeah, yeah. Director, all those different type of things. Oh, yeah, that takes me back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That takes me uh, back. Long, long time ago. Um, so I, yeah, so I was doing um, web design and a little bit of interactive design um, using Flash um, on this um, precursor to a college humor type of website. It was a targeted at college kids and it was early video streaming we were using real audio uh, real video technologies to do these videos that were like 30 pixels by 30 pixels Ah. or something like that (laughs) awesome (laughs) um and then um uh from there just naturally being curious i uh worked my way from graphic design into interactive design to Mm -hmm. interactive programming to traditional programming um, and then account management, uh, team management, um, strategic strategy. I spent some years doing consulting on how to convert a business plan into a technical execution plan. Mm. Um, and then eventually ended up as a CTO at a startup in Nashville, Tennessee, where we were doing um, primary ticket sales, taking on Ticketmaster, Ticketfly, wow. all those things. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh... Yeah, a little bit. That sounds like a, quite a diverse sort of range of things that you were playing with. Yeah. 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 I'd like to say that if there's a position or a job in which you do anything on the internet, I've probably done it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So um, how long were you doing all of that stuff for? So that took me, <clears throat> prior to coming to Amazon, that took me about 20 years of right. my career to do. Right. So I started off somewhere in 1999. Um, so almost, almost 20 years. Wow. No. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah, To do that. So it was, it was a fun, fun little trip, um, jumping, uh, you know, moving from small company to small company, um, uh, where everybody needed to wear all the hats all the time. Um, (laughs) Lots of stress. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Awesome. You get to, you get to, uh, sail the ship in many directions when you've, when you're wearing all the, all the hats, all the captain's hats. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Definitely. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Well, it exposes you to a lot of um, problems and technologies and solutions that uh, one who just works solely on a single product doesn't necessarily get exposed to. So you get you gain all of that knowledge and you can take that with you. Um, yeah, which which was one of the greatest things about yeah. it all was the, the the exposure to the different way the sausage is made, if you will. <laughs> uh, one of my advices to like kids just coming out of school, um, mm. um, I used to go and talk to the natural software school um, people when they were about to graduate. Uh, one of the pieces of advice was always like, you know, if you can, if you can suffer through it, yeah. spend the first two to four years of your job in an agency. Um, because that'll expose you to pretty much all the possibilities. Um, and then you can pick what you like yeah. and dive deep into it. Uh, I like that. I, I like that advice. Yes. Um, yeah, I've worked at an agency in actually the first thing after my degree, I, I, I worked in an agency and they were doing so many different things. Um, I worked on a, a website for a mining company. For, for for my sins and well that was just one of many and like lots of e-com stuff and all of this stuff lots of stuff that i just didn't think or was aware of existed so yeah i totally get that i totally agree with you that having an agency where you can be exposed to all of that sort of technologies and challenges is 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 vital especially when you're starting out um so what attracted you to amazon what was the thing that uh, sold amazon to you uh, well, the thing that attracted me and the thing that sold me are probably two different things, but, right. <laughs> uh, essentially I spent, uh, you know, a lot of time in the Nashville market. Um, most of my career, or, uh, all my career actually mm. in the Nashville market. Um, and during that time as, as, as my background alluded to, I pretty much did everything you possibly do. Yeah. Um, and toward the end of it, getting and being, being a CTO of a startup, I have actually spent multiple years in the startup space, um, do, attempting a couple of different startups. Sure. And, and uh, eventually what I came to was like, all right, well, if I'm going to keep doing technology professionally, um, I, I got to find some place that has middle management right? <laughs> because, because I don't want to stay like in the startup world, realistically you're hunting every two to four years for something new. Mm. If you're in the consulting world, you're always hunting for new work. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was just like, I really would like just to be able to go and work on something for a while. Right. Um, yeah. You know, that, that possibility to dive deep into one particular facet. Uh -huh. Um, and, uh, and, and so I narrowed it down and I was like, all right, so what parts of the country would I even consider moving to, uh, and realistically, uh, I've been to the East Coast. I've been a little bit to the West Coast. I've been uh, moved around a lot as a child as well. And I was mm. like, well, the Pacific Northwest. Um, I had actually come up and visited the Pacific Northwest to see some friends. And I was like, you know, I, I'd be okay up there. You know, it's <laughs> it's a moderate 70 degrees during the summer. It's always sunny during the summer. Yeah, it gets wet, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a child of the 90s grunge U.S., so uh, raining is is not a, a deterrent. <laughs> hey, me. You're, you're speaking to someone from Britain who's looking outside his garden window right now, and I can see rain on the horizon, so... <laughs> So that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I remember about my trip to, uh, to, to Britain was it rained a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> rained a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so narrowing that down, I was like, all right, so what companies, uh, do I look for? And then Amazon was one. And then I looked through some jobs and it's like, you know what? Some of these sound pretty decent. So let me take it, a, take a stab at them. Right. 
I also wanted to advance my career. So I, I've done CTO at small startups, which is, um, you know, small team, your management, and it just means you're really setting the, the technology path to be in line with the business path. Um, okay. There's not a lot of chain of management in that, that scenario. And a lot of the companies I worked with before, not a lot of chain of management in it. So I re- was like, I really want to progress and in my skills to influence my ability to influence wider. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and so, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so I, uh, uh, saw some openings at Amazon where, uh, there was that minimum middle management layer where I could manage other managers or have bigger influence across. And I was like, yeah, let me take a stab at a couple of those. Awesome. Um, yeah. and then, and then during the interview process, um, so I spent that 20 years and I spent 10 of those years in like startups, uh, self-run type of things. Mm. I built a philosophy for how to do business, right. um, how you should operate business and, and what type of people you want to work with. And when I interviewed at Amazon, I was surprised to learn uh, about the leadership principles. Um, there's 14 leadership principles Amazon publishes online. Right. And these are the core traits that they look for wh- for people that they're going to hire. And after reading those, I was like, yeah, those are any, anytime you talk to somebody who's really good at what they do, they are strong in the majority of these things. Excellent. Um, and right. so that kind of further conversation and the different business practices just continue to align with my belief in things. Amazon is a very um, ownership driven company um, and give you gives you the autonomy to be that owner, um, growing, gr- being somebody who wore all the hats and yeah. was uh, responsible for ownership uh, throughout his all of all of my career. Right, it just was. It was a really good fit. Excellent. Oh, that sounds really, really good. I mean, h- how did you? How did you um, actually go ahead and apply? Was it? Did you see a, an advert somewhere? Or I mean, what was the? What was that process? Yeah. So I. Uh, Amazon actually, when I, so I applied for a bunch of things. I was going through Job Finder, Monster, Stack Overflow, yada yada, all these things. Yeah. I had actually, in before I come into Amazon, I would, uh, well, even now, Amazon's not the best with user experience, but their job board is fantastic. Right. Um, I could pick my location, I could pick the level, I could pick the experience, I could pick kind of the focus. I could search just by keywords. It was, wow. It was yeah. very, very pleasurable to browse through the jobs and easily find relevant jobs to me through their job board. Um, whereas other boards I went through, it's because being, being CTO going to yeah. look for a middle management job, it's really hard to translate that over. Okay. Um, especially to a job board. Um, um, so yeah, I really enjoyed the, so the Amazon job board was a really good experience and I found a few I liked and I just decided to apply for them. Um, and then my wife and I, we, you know, we talked about it and it's like, Oh, there's a 5% chance we'll move. Cause my wife is a born raised Tennessee girl. Uh-huh. Um, and, and then after going through the interview process and talking to them and really fixing the alignment and looking at the prospects of what I had and, uh, the benefits that would become just doing a small stint at Amazon. Sure. We were like, you know what? It makes sense. Right. And what, what was the, what was the, um, the process, the interview process like? So, um, Amazon has varying interview processes depending on what organization you're, you're applying for. So okay. again, that, um, ownership and, uh, and autonomy, um, 
Amazon doesn't have a lot of top-down directives. Okay. Um, they have best practices that they share across. I see. Um, so that means you can get variances from the experience of the experience. In mm. my particular experience, um, uh, it was talk to the developer, um, the, the recruiter. The recruiter connected me with the hiring manager. We had quick talk, um, moved to an on-site, uh, had a really – you know, typical big company on site. It's a day worth of interviews <laughs> with a bunch of different people. Um, but it was really enjoyable because it's, um, uh, it, it was really, um, nice to see how they probed without being confrontational. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then after that on site, it was followed up with, um, an offer. Excellent. It was pretty, pretty straightforward and simple. Wonderful. Yeah. And how long ago was that? Um, I've been here for two years and one month now. Oh, well, ha- like ha- happy second birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it seems much longer. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're the development manager or a development manager at uh, Amazon. What, 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 are the, um, what are the products that you're, you're um, working with? So, uh, I work on internal tools. Right. Um, so Amazon has a, um, very good peer to peer learning culture. Mm. Um, and I work on tools that help further that culture and that peer to peer learning. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we serve all of internal Amazon, uh, Amazonians, um, uh, Amazonians. with tools, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with tools to, uh, share information amongst each other. And I think the company, I don't know how many people the company has hired now. I mean, I think we're around somewhere between 200 and 500,000 people. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so like my built in user base is larger than probably most outside companies customer base. That's mind blowing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That really is awesome. Wow. So, I mean, you must be interacting with, with vast amounts of people on a daily basis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so the, the majority, um, uh, of Amazonians, uh, come across my tool. Um, the, my tool, uh, my tools, um, when I started were mentioned day one in the first 30 minutes of being on site. Wow. So excellent. Yeah. yeah. Blimey. Well, that's awesome. Um, okay. So you, you, it's, it's the internal stuff. So it's, it's not sort of like the, the customer facing stuff that, uh, everyday users would, would, would play with. No, 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 no. You, you, no, you, you would not interact with our, our software directly. Um, but our tooling allows those customer facing uh, teams to, um, offer those products because of like how you actually build, how you actually maintain, um, how are the, how's the health of all that, all that runs through, uh, my tools. Excellent. Wow. Um, can you, can you talk about what a typical day is for you at, uh, at Amazon? Yeah. Um, a typical day for me, um, and then I can give you a slight perspective from a, a, a developer as well. But sure. a typical day for me uh, is a lot of meetings. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why the developers do like me is because I take the brunt of all the meetings. Excellent. Uh, but no, I mean, uh, it's it, it's cooperative working together with people. So, um, you know, my organization, I think, is around 50, 60 people. Um, we've got a number of initiatives going on, lots mm-hmm. of balls in the air. So, uh, you, 
the big the big thing is is that we need to be aligned with what we're doing and clear on what our objectives are and clear on how we're going to get there. Um, so a lot of that happens in meetings, and mm. you know, I, I know people complain about useless meetings, but I honestly don't feel I feel like maybe in a week I might have one useless meeting. Well, that's good. Um, the, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. I say I say no to those. <laughs> right. Well, that's good. That's, that's, that's good. Yeah. It's good that, yeah, yeah. it's good that you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I have my own ownership, so it's nice that, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's one of those things where, um, like the outside world, it, in order to get somebody's time, you have to prove that there's uh, a merit for it. Um, yeah. but, but there's different ways of, you know, that's, when you're asking for something, if you're looking for like mentorship or advice, I always I have an open door policy um, on all that. And anybody can reach out to me and I will always make time. And those meetings will always be some of my favorite and most productive meetings. I feel like. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're, um, you're providing value to other people. Um, when yeah. you do that. Yeah. Yeah. So are you able to talk about it from this perspective of a developer? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, most developers, um, you know, uh, again, each team's different. So sometimes mm. you see Kanban, sometimes you see Scrum, sometimes you see Agile, it's just straight up with yeah. uh, loose um, processes. So um, a developer will typically follow um, uh, one of those processes. So you've got your your planning, your, you know, your, what tickets are you working on, um, estimate, estimating on those tickets, planning it and prioritizing that. And then you go through and you work on those tickets. In addition to that, um, Amazon is a, really a tech led culture where, um, my job is not to dictate solutions. My job is to make sure that the right perspective is being used. The right measurements are being defined. Mm. Um, so and we're identifying the right problems. Mm. Um, so I'll work with the developers to hone in on what they're solving and how they're solving it, but the developers own those. Um, so as, as uh, a problem arises, um, you know, one of the first questions is like, okay, well, how are we going to solve this? And then help guide those developers to ensure that they're solving the right thing with the right vision, the right perspective. Um, is, you know, most, uh, a lot of developers are very, um, immediately focused. All right, let's solve right. this problem now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. My, yeah. Yeah. yeah, my job is to be, if we solve, well, how do we solve this problem now and how will we solve it for five years down the road? Sure. Yeah. I totally get yeah. that. It's, it's like, it's like, uh, what's the solution that will fix it for everyone right now, but what, but then is that the actual getting to the root cause of the issue? Uh, and would that solution allow for some element of maintainability later on? Um, what's the overhead of that solution? Cause there's many solutions to a single problem, right? Um, yep. and there's many ways of, 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 um, many technologies that you can use and they all have different, um, negatives and positives. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's very similar to like yeah. when I was working as a CTO, um, at the, at the startup is like as a CTO, my job wasn't really to dictate technology. Mm. Um, you know, I dictate where it makes sense. Like what's the vision and what's the ultimate goals. You know, we want to have yeah. super easy, um, deployment processes. We want to have a really good development, accurate development experience, but like how that's done, really wasn't my job to dictate too much. Um, it was really 
okay, so if we do this now, what's the trade-offs? Um, how do we ensure that we're, we're, we're actually solving the problem? Are these the trade-offs we want to make now? Is it, you know, those, those type of questions. That's, uh, yeah, I like that. I, I, I like the fact that you are able to separate uh, or, or, or there is you being able to separate those concerns uh, and you can think of that and then come to the, talk to the, talk to your developers about that. Because like you mentioned, uh, sometimes we as developers try and think of everything uh, and try and solve things um, without thinking that far ahead. You kind of need to have a step back and, and appreciate the whole complexity. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, I, I work with um, some freelance clients and uh, I guess in, in in some cases I'm having to do all of that at once, and that that is that does get quite uh, tricky. Sometimes you you end up going down a path, and you spend a good you know maybe a, a day going down that path, and you you've discovered that that isn't actually the solution that you should be putting through, and therefore you've now wasted a day's worth of development. What you should have done is actually taken a step back and thought about that, and actually sort of appreciated the bigger picture. But sometimes that is extremely difficult, especially if you're on a time-based thing. But uh, I'm not the size of Amazon, so I don't have the joy of having... (laughs) Well, I have to say, if you're only losing a day, you're doing it. You're doing it well. You're doing a good job because I remember being um, in my freelance or at other companies where it's like, oh yeah, those two months... (laughs) <laughs> that was worthless. <laughs> well, you know, you know, the the the, the biggest tragedy that uh, us developers face is is writing a load of code that never gets seen the light yeah. of, ne- never gets seen the light of day because either the, the 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 decision of the business has gone in a different direction or you're solving a problem that doesn't need to be solved. Um and it's you either have misstepped the mark in terms of reading the the spec or something and yeah, it's it's sort of like You've written all of this code. You, as a developer, you're kind of like um, growing it, like you would, you know, help mature a, a baby, and you're feeding it, and all of this, like, and you, you know, you're making it scalable, and and all of this jazz, and then it doesn't happen. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, good, <laughs> marvelous. So, are you able to talk about the typical technologies that you that you use? Well, I mean. Uh Yes, in in the sense that, like uh, as I mentioned before, Amazon, big company, um, not a lot of uh, dictation on what's the mm. what you use and what you do. For example, I know uh, I've heard of people over at Amazon. In, I'm not Amazon. I'm sorry, Facebook, um, and it's kind of like they've built a sub platform, and you just build pieces that go in and out of that platform, and it's sure. all obviously in php hvm and and whatnot in yeah. the front end is react and redo and all and they've got frameworks for all that stuff um it, amazon doesn't it's not like that at all uh, in a sense each team gets to define the technology they use and um, um so as you imagine though with amazon we have aws uh, which means uh, we get to play with all those awesome things, um, and we get to use any technology that makes sense for the problem we're solving mm. to to play with all those things. Um, yeah. We've got a lot of shiny toys. In <laughs> well, I, I guess where you know, being the owner of AWS, um, AWS is used by so many other different technologies, and therefore you kind of need to have the ability to work on different technologies because the product is being used by different technologies, right? That, that would make right, sense. Right, right. Well, I yeah. Mean, yeah, it's like the, the truest form of dog, uh, eating your own dog food, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, 
it's, you know, if, if Amazon was in one technology, but trying to offer AWS, there's no way they would have been successful. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that like it, uh, there, it, it's just a complete open to whatever the team chooses is going to solve the problem. Yeah. Um, really is what made AWS as I think as successful as it has been. Definitely. Yeah. I agree with that. Definitely. Um, what's your, what's your favorite thing working at Amazon? Oh man, the, uh, uh, the caliber of people I work with is one of my favorite things. Um, I work with some really smart people, mm. um, and constantly being challenged to grow in good ways, um, and being supported in that most, most of the time. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah. think that you never get stale. It's, it's always constantly evolving. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if anyone's listening or watching this and they're, and they're thinking, Hmm, I, you know, I, I, I would like to be, uh, an Amazon, either a developer or, or, or a software manager, what, what, how, how do they, how do they go about it? Uh, again, the job board is uh, a great way to do it. Um, there that's a, yeah, a great way to find things that you're interested in. Yeah. Um, obviously if you know somebody inside that could be helpful. Um, but the truth is, uh, uh, the, recruiting is so active that, mm. you know, you really just apply and you just talk to somebody. Um, <laughs> just, you know, understand the requirements of the job and just make sure you kind of fill, fill that in like the basic qualifications. Um, uh, other than that, I mean, if you're looking to be a developer, um, Amazon has a, a high quality, like a high bar for mm. which they look for, for developers. Mm. Um, so you just kind of got to make sure you're prepared for that. Yeah. Um, it's not a long process. Um, I think the most I've heard of somebody doing interviews wise was like, um, two, three pre on sites and then an on site. So it's typically pretty fast. Mm. Um, and when, we, when we hire externals, it's typically, um, one phone and then an on site. Okay. It's really fast. Wow. Um, but yeah. you know, as a developer, they're going to be questioning you on like, you know, your development skills. It's sure, going to be a, of course. Um, and there's a lot of debate in the industry about how uh, effective um, code tests are and, assessment, uh, you know, code assessments are and mm. whatnot. But um, I think the the truth is, is on Amazon scale, you can't do it the way um, other people would do it, right? If you, if I was, if, when I hired people at um, my startup, it mm. was a very intimate process. It was sitting down with me a couple hours, um, diving into things, you know, being really, really hands-on, mm. going to lunch and just, you know, having a great conversation and really making, um, great connections with people. Um, it's, that's a bit harder at Amazon, but it doesn't mean that you can't get those connections. Right. Um, you know, um, I think good hiring managers will always try to make sure that the, that connection is there at some point. Sure. Sure. Um, so, so am I right to think then that there is definitely t- test re- tests and, 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 um, all that code tests and stuff for developers? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I, yeah. Um, again, depending on what org year is, it's the difference in how it, how it happens. But mm-hmm. yeah, there, there's definitely a, a validation period. I mean, we, do, we can't ask for any of your previous code samples and, no. um, intellectual property issues, you know, you sure. can't do that. So sure. realistically you have to, you have to be able to do a code test. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where, 
good interviewers, and this goes across the board, anybody who's doing a code test, mm. um, will do it in a way that it's it's not a challenge. You know, it's not the point of the challenge. It's a point of how do you disseminate that information and then try to solve it? Wow. It's the process yeah. that matters. Yeah. Um, and work in, if you go into like my advice to anybody who ever goes into a code review and has to, has to do it and if you're comfortable or uncomfortable about it mm. is just remember, remember the interview process as a whole is a dialogue. It's not a test. The interview process is supposedly a, is supposed to be a dialogue. You're supposed to ask questions as many questions as they're asking you, really, because you want to find out if you want to work for these people. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. you go into it with a mentality of that it's a conversation, it's a dialogue that you're having, and somebody asks you, oh, well, can you solve this? You're going to be comfortable. You're going to be like, okay, yeah, but let me ask you these questions. And you do something. It's like, well, I'm thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Is this going to meet the needs that you have there? And then mm-hmm. you can work back and forth. <laughs> and these interviewers will work back and forth with you because what they really care about is how you solve problems. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's a, uh, I love that advice. It's, it's, um, yeah, because I know from my personal experience, when I've gone into interviews, you kind of think that you need to find the fastest solution you know, as quickly as possible. And then you get yourself into a fluster and things start failing and you make silly, silly mistakes. Um, and then you come out of it thinking that everything's gone horribly wrong and you want the world to swallow you up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if, yeah you, if you, if you look at it from what you've just said as a conversation, as a dialogue, as a back and forth, um, you know, it doesn't matter, I guess, if you forget the, the, the syntax at the time, as long as you can talk through the solution, right? I yeah. mean, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I think yeah. the, the, the people who do interviews wrong are the ones that sit back there and like wait for you to do it as fast as you can and, yeah. you know, make sure you hit those stretch goals and, and whatnot. The good ones, the good ones have a conversation. It's like, um, but again, as an interviewee, you kind of set the, the ground for that. Cause if you're really like introverted and shy about it, mm-hmm. which I understand people are introverts and they're shy, um, but they still are able to go to work every day and work with other people. You know, it's like, you, it's the same process. Sure. Just go in, you're going into work, you're going to work with somebody for a day, you know, do it like you would normally. Yep. Totally agree. And a question I'm going to get asked is, um, do, does an Amazon developer need to have, uh, any form of CS degree? Is that a requirement at all? A degree? Um, no, I don't believe that a degree, I've ever seen a degree as a requirement. Well, let, let me take that back. No, it's either a degree or it's an experience, right? It's, yes. Uh, yeah. I've never seen a rec that's just said, we only take a degree. Okay. It's, you either have the degree or you have the real world equivalent with the experience. Um, the expectation is that you know similar stuff, though, right? Sure. In the yeah. sense that... Um, for example, if you were applying for a robotics position, um, and you're applying not for an entry level, but for an industry, a higher level that you've been in a few years, Mm. you're going to have to know in, you know, robotics. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Definitely. But can, um, can someone who, who has been learning on their own as a self-taught developer, are they still able and eligible to work at Amazon? Is that, is that uh, the case? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I actually, I believe have one or two on my team that meet that qualification. Excellent. Um, uh, but it's a lot of, 
self-discipline, right? Sure. Because yeah. what, um, what you don't, what most um, people don't focus on when they're self-taught is, um, the theory, mm-hmm. um, in the theory, um, is an important thing. Like the execution is really important, but the theory is important because the theory is why you're executing. Mm-hmm. And if you can't understand why you're executing or, or how that execution is working, mm-hmm. um, it's hard for you to, um, pivot when you're, when something's not working. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, and so, um, somebody, somebody self-taught can absolutely do it. You just, you have to make sure that you're, you're focusing on the theory as much as you are on the execution. Sure. And I guess in some CS degrees and, and other degrees to do with software, um, the theory is something that you do get taught, um, hopefully. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but there are there are um, there are courses that um, focus on like the examples rather than the theory. So it could be just like a, a copy and paste type thing where you, you yeah. just you know this is today we're going to build a login form. So you copy all this code, but you don't actually learn anything to do with session management or you know security and all of this stuff. You literally just copy. Yeah, and, paste and it. I and I think that's one of the, in my opinions, is one of. Um, one of the overall issues of frameworks. Um, ah. and, um, I believe you, your audience is primarily PHP based. Is that correct? Uh, PHP Python. Yep. We, okay. Yep, All right. Yep. Yeah. So PHP Python, um, uh, JavaScript, JavaScript I'll yep. throw that in into it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the double-edged sword of a framework is that it abstracts all that theory away from you. And so it really just focuses on the execution. And mm-hmm. so when I was mentoring, um, People, uh, when I was back in Nashville, um, I remember I was mentor, um, mentoring this young, uh, developer and she was like, what, you know, um, what project should I work on? And I was like, well, what you need to do, uh, something I, I recommended she would do is like, you should write a URL shortener in plain, uh, P, uh, PHP, right. um, no frameworks. Um, because if you do that, uh, URL shortener, really simple concept, but you learn hashing. Mm-hmm. You learn dependency injection, you learn, um, like class structures, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's like you learn the object oriented, you learn the data model manipulation, mm-hmm. you have to store it in a database. You know, it's like that simple project there would teach you the whole gamut of a typical web application theory. Yes, definitely. Uh, I get bugged all the time about, you know, when are you going to do a framework tutorial and a course on the latest and greatest? Um, but the thing is from a, from a trainer's point of view is these things change a lot all the time uh, and you've got to keep the, the versions updated. Um, and you do, you do get the feeling that you are teaching through the eyes of the framework. Uh, so I try and do courses that are very sort of beginner friendly, basic, uh, courses that teach the fundamentals of certain particular programming topics. And then I try and use those to then build examples upon. And I do appreciate that, uh, that it's not the buzziest thing. It's not the hypiest thing, right? If I did the same example in say Laravel or Symfony, then that would probably attract more people to the, to the channel. Whereas teaching the, 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 the raw fundamentals of writing that and actually solving that, because you, like you mentioned, the, the URL shortener, there's so much to it. 
there's there's so much involved in that, um, and that in itself is a is a, is several courses because you have to teach um, hashing, like you said, you have to teach um, dependency injection, object orientation. So before you even talk about URL shorteners, you have to take all of those baby steps first. Um, yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, I've done talks before, uh, where I was talking about, you know, learning, um, through a framework or learning through the raw fundamentals. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's slightly controversial because there is so many developers who just want the quick fix, you know, they just want the thing working there. And they some, in my opinion, they, they kind of feel like they don't, they don't need to worry about all of the, the, uh, the, the low level stuff that the framework would deal with. But if they have that sort of attitude, then, then this, they're opening themselves up to a lot of risk. And you just have to look at some of the things that happen in JavaScript to see, you know, the, the, with the node modules stuff where one library or framework changes and something happens. And before you know it, your dependencies are a mess and you've got to work all that through. Yeah. It's um, it is a topic that I am very uh, passionate about. I think in terms, you know, learning the fundamentals first uh, is so important. Yeah. And I think as you look at this industry, this industry is so young. Right. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's going to continue to grow and you're going to see a divergence in the skill set. I mean, you, you can equate this to other trade crafts um, industries and you'll realize that at a certain point, the there's a split between people who execute um, using a set of tools and then there are people who def- build tools. Mm. Right. Mm. Um, and a lot of the problems in technology that you scale when you get to to that you solve when you get to scale mm. are about building tools mm. um, and mm. understanding how those tools really interact with each other. It's not a blueprint. Mm. Um, and, um, and yeah, I, and I appreciate your channel for focusing on that because I, I think there's a point in which it totally makes sense to understand how to do it in a framework. Mm. Um, but at a certain point, like uh, it, you're going to limit your growth Yes. Um, and if my career is one thing, it's like constantly about identifying where that next growth area is and mm-hmm. trying to get there. Um, and for developers who are happy with just, you know, going in and um, using the framework, that's great. You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. not dogging them. They're, that's completely awesome. And there's a great position for that. Um, but for developers who are really passionate about knowing mm-hmm. and about growing, um, you have to really dive into that theory. Mm, definitely. I, I, I do think that there is, um, say in the future, um, well, not, not even like late in the future, but with things like, uh, PWAs and all of those, um, sort of minifying your application to make it, uh, performant and, and scalable there. I've had so many conversations recently where people have been dropping frameworks because they've needed to, um, achieve these scalable, um, and performant goals. And they were just like, you know, these frameworks, I'll pick on jQuery, for example, they just, they don't allow you to have that sort of um, finite control of the JavaScript because it's not raw JavaScript. Plus, you have a, an overhead that you have to deal with and dependencies. And because um, you are adding all of these libraries, your attack surface becomes 
much broader. Um, and so it's a convenient factor right away, right? So using a framework is very convenient because everything is sort of, well, a lot of stuff is done for you. But then you're, you're lumbered with this thing that you have to sort of, you know, parcel up every time you do a deployment and you have to monitor it. And when you do a, 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 a an update, you get all these updates coming through. You don't have time to go through all that code and have a look and see what's actually going on under the hood. So you don't actually know what's going on in your application. And that is actually quite a scary thought um, when you are a huge company. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. They spend, yeah, they spend lots of money uh, trying to, to solve that problem. Um, how do you, how do you bring that stuff in because of the convenience and just mm. the speed? And sometimes they're just good frameworks and you want to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, when I was at the, the startup again, uh, you know, you, you hear people dogging PHP for scalability mm. and whatnot. And, uh, um, and we, with that philosophy, with the understanding of like, um, you know, we need to be conscious of the overhead in which we're in- introducing to the application because in primary ticket sales, you, you have to scale quickly. Sure. It's burst traffic. Yes. Right. Yeah. So when you sell 15,000 tickets in a matter of five minutes, mm. it's a huge amount of traffic. You, you have to put on the loader, you have to put on the system. Mm. Um, and so, uh, with that in mind, we built a very th- thin, PHP application that we ran into trouble with the database, the amount of database connections before we ran into problems with the PHP application. Mm. Um, and when we were doing that, the comparison was, I think a standard symphony um, application at the time in order to handle the requests was around 15, 17 instantiations of classes. Right. Um, and ever to do it. And every time you instantiate a class, that's overhead. Yes. Overhead is adds up, adds up. Um, and then when we, when we were doing ours, I think we were at five to seven classes of instantiation. Mm-hmm. Um, and we pulled in a framework that would help. Um, I, at the time we were using the, uh, aura framework, um, which you could bring in a little big pieces here and there. And so on the, the bigger stuff that we didn't want to actually rewrite like dependency injection, mm-hmm. just pulled in a small little aura, mm-hmm. you know, um, the helper, Mm-hmm. And then wrote all this glue stuff around it. Mm. Um, mm. And yeah, like I said, it, like, it allowed us to scale beyond our database, um, you know. Mm. The limitations that you that you were having. Yeah. 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 Um, in, in Amazon, um, do, do you guys build your own sort of frameworks um, around the, the, the challenges that you, that you solve? Well, so I can't tell you specifically, but sure. I, what I can say is that um, a, a, AWS is a good example of Amazon in philosophy because yeah. ADO, AWS was initially built for Amazon and then released, mm. right? All of it, yeah. all those things um, are pretty much uh, things that were built for Amazon and then released. Wow, I never thought of it like that. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. yeah that's a that's <laughs> yeah. So so they 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 built their own tools. And then they thought, hmm, we could sell those. That's a really good business model. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't think that's any special sauce. But <laughs> no, well, I, I wasn't aware of it, but uh, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Excellent. How, so, I mean, that's a, I think that's a good example of mm. that philosophy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just going back to the job at Amazon, um, what kind of, what kind of perks are available to you? Uh, 
So I think the best way to answer this, because I'm not really sure how much um, I can dive into this, but uh, there's companies like Google and Facebook who are mm. known for their perks. So Facebook, they have hair cutters and, and uh, laundry mats on site. And they, they've built this culture around how do we keep you in the office uh, as long as possible. Mm. Right. Well, mm. they, they haven't come out and said that. Right. No. Uh, but, but, it, but if you look at it, like there's dog sitting, there's laundry mats, you get your free food, you get a haircut. All of that is clearly intended to keep you on campus as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say that Amazon, uh, public benefits, you can go look them up, I think online are the standard fortune 500 benefits, right? You got health insurance, you get a 401k, you get some RSUs, uh, and that's about it. Awesome. I don't get, I don't get prime. <laughs> <laughs> I have to pay for that. <laughs> do, you, do, do you guys get to uh, work from home sometimes? Uh, it depends on the, org- uh, the sure. team to team. Personally, yeah. I um, have one full-time remote dev. Um, I have another remote dev, but they work out of the New York office. And um, I'm trying to get approval for more remote distributed de- developers and stuff like that. Um, personally, my motto as a manager and this mm. goes way back before man, um, amazon it's like if you hit your what if you complete what you commit to completing i don't care where you work <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah uh, that's such a good uh you know mindset to have um yeah i was i was up till the very early hours th- the other week trying to solve a problem that i said i would be able to solve <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but you learned from that, didn't you? You, you did. Uh, yes. Time. Yes. But, uh, you know, estimating time is never easy. <laughs> no, no. And, and the smarter, the smarter, the more experience, not the smarter, the more experience you get with it is the more you set up, like, here's our check-in points. Yes. Here's, here's the milestones that I'm going to deliver. Yeah. And by doing that, you have the, fle- the flexibility to be like, okay, I'm at milestone seven out of 10 shit's going really bad. Mm. Let me, let me reset expectations. Yeah. Um, yes. I, 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 on that particular example, um, it was getting super late or super early. And I was noticing that the longer I was trying to solve the problem, the more problems I was creating. Um, and therefore I, I just, I just had to draw a line in the sand and just sort of Go to go to bed and try and get some sleep, which didn't really work because I was still thinking about the problem because I didn't give myself enough time to wind down. Um, and then uh, the following morning, I woke up, solved the problem quicker because I was fresh and I could, you know, just looking at the problem with fresh eyes and all that jazz. So then I was kicking myself going, well, I've just wasted X amount of time, you know, last night um, where I could have just been in asleep. Um, so you, yeah, you do, you do learn from that, but you just, you just get into this, this silly zone where it's like, you know, you can't, you can't function as a human being until you've solved this problem. And, and, yeah. and then you, I find personally, I get very self-critical and it's like, you know, I should be able to solve this problem. <laughs> I will solve this problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you get self-critical and then you get determined and then you get in trouble. The, yes. um, yeah. 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 And I think, uh, when you look at healthy, developers with a healthy balance. Mm. Um, what they've learned is that I have, I time box my, um, uh, my work. Um, you know, it's like, um, 
I've worked with a developer that he was out every day at four o'clock. It right. doesn't matter. Yeah. And at like three forty five, you're having a conversation with them. And uh, obviously the caveat is like if the ship's burning, you put it out. But, um, you yeah. know, it's like, OK, we got this critical thing. We've got three days to solve it. Blah, blah, blah. Let's plan this out. And, you know, he was like, yeah. So up to three forty five talking about it. He's like, all right, we got 15 minutes. And then like at three fifty nine, he was out the door. Mm. But he come he came back in hundred percent committed. Yes. Came back in hundred percent committed. Gave all all gave his all throughout mm. until the next four o'clock. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you can do that in a semi stressful time, you can do that normally. And if you can do that normally, you're you're going to have a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, that's um a, a lot of self discipline. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'm I'm one of these guys that just if there's some itch that is needs to be scratched, if there's a bug that needs to be fixed, um, then uh, I'm like a, a a dog with a chew toy. I, I, it needs to go. It needs, it needs to be fixed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, that's um, that's just me. Well, anyway, um, it's been great speaking to you. I know that you're super busy. You're you're in Amazon at the moment, which is awesome. Um, is this is this like um, a meeting room that you're in? Oh yeah, yeah. We have yeah. phone rooms, uh, phone rooms throughout the building that you can go in and uh, have because Amazon's a distributed team, sure. you know, company. Yeah, yeah. So you you got to be able to have a quite a place to make calls with other people all the time. So sure, sure. Well, I do yeah. appreciate you coming on the show and talking about your experiences. Is there anything else that you wish to to mention at all? Uh, no, I think we covered a lot of stuff. Um, you know, um, I'm always happy to chat with people and give advice. So, you know, sure. reach out to me. I'm easy to get a hold of. How, how do people get hold of you? How hold of you? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I'm all over the internet. I think I'm the only Jacques Woodcock um, in technology on the internet. I think I might be the only Jacques Woodcock there is actually. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty easy to find, uh, but I'm most active on Twitter out of all the channels. I don't, don't try to get me on Facebook. I check LinkedIn once a week or something like that. Excellent. Um, trying to, I'm trying to make it two times a week, but <laughs> <laughs> that's self, yeah. more self-discipline. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you ever so much. And uh, thank you ever so much, everyone, for watching on the YouTubes and listening on the podcasts. Happy coding, everyone. I'll see you again soon. Cheers. Bye.